Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today's episode is brought to you by Rife Martin CPAs. Today, along with CPA Allison Rife Martin, Philip talks about the tax implications of being paid in sweat equity. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now... Here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple with Allison Rife Martin. What's going on, Allison? You know, I was actually thinking uh, it has been a hot, hot, hot summer. And since we are about to enter the hot, hot, hot summer of July, what better way to start it than start with hot tax topics? Hot tax, H-T-T. HTT, yes. <laughs> we we got to find the O for it. What would be the ho? I mean, uh, ooh, yeah. he, heck, oh. Holt, let's do it. H, uh, heck of a lot of tax topics. Yes, That's what I we'll like do. That. Holt. Holt. Hot. Holt. Let's do it. So, <laughs> so today we are talking about the tax implications of being paid in equity. And if you're a Beyonce fan, then you, you know the term, pay me in equity, right? Pay me in equity. And- uh, you know, it, it was funny when she said it. This is like a, a while ago. Like I realized th- this. This is when I realized I was a finance nerd. Like I knew exactly what she was talking about, and then a lot of people didn't know what she was talking about. And then I was like, "Oh wait, I am that dude, right?" Um. Yeah, I was gonna say, "Aren't you glad you're that dude?" So, what what does she mean when she says, "Pay me in equity"? Yeah, yeah, yes, and so um. The and this is this and this is going to set up my question for you. Um, it's lots of ways you can do it, but I'll simplify and I'll use Beyonce as an example. So let's say, and I don't, I don't, I don't actually know that if this is the actual deal, but I feel like this might be the deal. Beyonce and Jay Z did a uh, a big promotion deal with Tiffany, uh, which is owned by uh, now by Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if when they started the deal because Louis Vuitton bought Tiffany relatively recently, so I don't I don't know the details of it. But let's just let's just it doesn't really matter. They when they did the deal, I'm pretty sure she got some equity in it, and uh, and so when you get paid in equity, you could say, hey, you could pay me twenty million dollars, you know, for 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 doing this deal, or you can give me twenty million dollars worth of stock um, to do the deal. Um, which means, right n- now, I also participate in the upside of of how well this upside of the business and the re- yeah, mm-hmm, uh, of what this does. But you also participate in the downside of the risk in the risk too. So I mean, you have to, you know, not all of us are going to be as lucky to be Beyonce yeah. with Tiffany's. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But there are plenty of Tiffany's I, all around. Like, what, what was that you said? You said there's lots of businesses that are there is. There is, uh, I was reading an interesting uh, article that there are $7 trillion in value of small business, small to medium-sized businesses out there that are owned by baby boomers who are looking to retire and sell. And by 2030 is what they're predicting. So we don't actually have that short of a, or long of a window. They're all going to be either gone or sold. 
So if you have the entrepreneurial spirit and see somebody with a business that you find interesting or, you know, that you have the right skill set for, here'd be a great way to invest in it without having to necessarily outlay cash by doing sweat equity or by, or by giving up your talent, time, talent, and your expertise in exchange for an investment in the business. That's what they refer to as sweat equity or Beyonce was saying, pay me an equity. And, and how, does that, how does that from a tax perspective work? So let's say, let's use the example of, you know, you get a million dollars worth of a business uh, in equity. Okay, now when I come to you and I say, hey, Allison, uh, I was just paid a million dollars in equity. How do we report this <laughs> on my taxes? <laughs> I would love to say, so there is, basically it is considered a taxable event because you gave up something in exchange for something. So it's basically, you know, a, a fair a fair bargain purchase, I guess is the right way to say it. But effectively, um, you said, hey, Allison, come join my business and I'll give you a million dollars worth of equity. And in exchange, you're going to give me your expertise in accounting, operations, this, that, the other stuff. But that's how I'm going to pay you. So I effectively made a million dollars worth of income in exchange for a million dollars worth of equity. So what I have to do is I report it as income on my tax return. And someone might be thinking, why in God's name would I do that? Well, A, because it's income. And B, just if you sit there and think, let's say your tax rate is 20%. What's a million, uh, 20% of a million dollars is 200,000 bucks in tax. I got a million dollars worth of equity for 200,000 bucks. That's a great deal. Especially if it's a company you believe is going to really go to a million dollars or whatever the valuation, you know, but you know, to me, that's, that's where it's worth it. So I have a question though. How how does it work? Cause I know like when you work for a startup, right. And they, you know, they'll start with a pre money valuation of some, some high number and they'll attract talent uh, through giving away equity. So a lot of the ones that work for startups, they don't have a lot of cash. So how would they, but they're getting like millions of dollars worth of stock. Matter of fact, I, yeah, um, I have clients that will, uh, uh, well, this is public, so that's a whole separate conversation, but let's just use this one. If if they don't have the cash, like how are they, like I know I know a lot of them are not paying the tax on the share that they're getting from the from the startup. So how does that work or how are they getting around having having to pay the tax uh, you know, on when the you equity. mean get well, so I mean, I'll just use myself as an example. Mm-hmm. I actually uh, did sweat equity for a business that had a really good exit sold, mm-hmm. and you know, in exchange, I said, I'll do all this work, but I won't get paid for it because I believe in the mission, I believe in the goal, I believe in all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And when the business was sold, they gave me what was called a, a profit's interest, and mm-hmm. so that factored into. The, uh, I mean, I clearly, you know, at the time that they got sold, it was factored into the number of shares that I had mm-hmm. uh, was given to calculate, you know, my payout. So at the end, I had to pay tax on the, the amount of the shares that I had to exercise in order to be considered a an investor. And then I got my payout, paid the, the gain on the tax. So it ended up that's effectively how it works. Mm-hmm. Or, it. you know, but again, at the time, well, think of it when you are a, go ahead, I'm sorry. And before you go down the road, because I get that part, and I think I might have missed asked the question, because that was 
a payout, but I'm just saying like if you invest and there's no there's been no seller, no payout, right? So I get a million in equity, but there's no payout. Where do I, you know how do I get the two hundred thousand to pay the tax in that example? Because that, that, well, that's where I, a lot of the start a lot of the startup people there. Um, that's that's the whole ecosystem where a lot of them have they're rich on paper, uh, and they've been given these shares, but they don't have the money to pay the tax. Well, I mean that's really the thing is if if you so say um, I mean basically you just personally have to have the tax money to set aside to pay for it. Mm. When it comes time to convert the shares from sweat equity to equity, there's okay. a tax impact on that. So, yeah, so, so that, that's my question. So you, that, that's the term. So there's sweat equity, where if if you have a million in sweat equity, there's there's no tax. But then once you convert it to like equity, equity, hard equity. Hard, okay, right. And there can you know, and again. There's a whole bunch of legal considerations around you and, you know, and whatever's in the operating agreement that, and the other, the other business owners to make sure that you all agree. Here's what, you know, you're converting. Here's what you say you're going to be doing. And then you have to understand there is a tax impact to that because you got something in exchange for giving something. I, I, I think, I think that might be like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're like restricted shares. Which is which is what the technical like if it's if it's restricted, as I understood it, there's no tax implication. Once it becomes unrestricted and you're able to freely sell or not sell, that's when it's counted as income. At least for my clients right. that own restricted uh, stock restricted, on it, yeah, like they'll see it reported mm-hmm. in their W two mm-hmm. as as a component of their income, even though. And again, like you're saying, there's certain stipulations around a variety of shares that are issued. It'll show up as income either upon date of grant or upon date of exercise. If, and that's really when you're talking with, you know, with, like you say, restricted shares. But if I'm like a vendor, in, in, in which case I was a vendor uh, providing services, um, until we all agreed that I was going to exercise my shares for whatever reason, even if they never had sold, if I exercise my shares to officially become a- an investor, then um, the moment I convert it, it's taxable income to me. Got it. Yeah. So I, I, I like that. So, and I know, I know we're not this for y'all that don't know, this is not tax advice, right? This is high level stuff. Don't take what we're saying. <laughs> You know, and by uh, the way, always make sure you read the operating agreement and consult an attorney. <laughs> absolutely, but that but you answered my question because that was that was what I that was what I understood the, the 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 clear and plain rules were were you know if if it happens and then you're able to get the team to restrict it in some way, um, you know, uh, what's what's the word? You don't say tax avoidance; you just say tax deferral. Tax. Tax deferral, tax right? Deferral. But at some point, you're going to pay the tax on mm-hmm. it, and and even still, if I was Beyonce and knew that I was going to get a million bucks worth of Cartier, I say Cartier, Tiffany's, <laughs> and all I had to do was help promote the promote the brand, and it was only going to cost me, you know, twenty percent of that. Heck yeah, I do that, mm-hmm. you know. But but again, there's there is risk to it because what if you know how many bit people have great ideas that the business just doesn't take off. Well, then the good news is you invested all this time, but you didn't get any shares that were worth anything. And, you know, you just invested your time and you learned something great so you can go on to the next great thing. So Mm -hmm. keep in mind, the sweat equity doesn't always 
have to convert or sometimes just doesn't convert because the business doesn't work out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's basically investing. You're basically, yeah, you're basically investing. Um, so right. you you, you want to make sure, I guess the, the rule of thumb is if you want surety, right, take the cash and or do it with no restrictions and sell it on the open market. But if, 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 um, uh, if you believe in the long-term upside of the business, it may be a valuable option that, that if done properly can allow you to get paid and, and like defer taxes. Like, so if you take a million and you think it's a $10 million opportunity over a decade, right. Then you just pay the 2 million on the 10 million later. Uh, right. And just think you were that you were, you were there when they started and built this great, wonderful thing, you know, this great business that was going to grow to something amazing. How often, and if it meant that I had to give up my time and my talent to be able to, you know, help grow this business and I didn't have the money to invest, but they were willing to let me help them grow it. I would be willing to pay 20% or whatever my tax rate is of the shares that get converted to know that I was part of something amazing. I would, um, I would, uh, uh, I would, I would invest in, in the Allison Rife Martin comedy club. I would be a <laughs> sweat equity investor. Exactly. Right. The puns and all that other great uh, stuff. Book, I know. I'm just saying. And t-shirts would... and selling through Bucky's and all kinds of avenues. <laughs> yeah, Stuckies and give me a pecan log from here while we're at it. But but I'm just saying, you know, to me, sweat equity, they're like anything in life, there's risk and reward. And in and in the end, there's always a tax impact to it. It's just when the timing of when to do it and make sure that, you know, if you're going to do it, be sure it's you've vetted it with an attorney, be sure be sure you all, all the partners agree, here's what I'm going to do in exchange. You know, that it's clearly written down so that there's no misunderstanding when I say uh, my billion dollars worth of uh, equity in time that I invested, here's the documentation for it, therefore it's worth, and we all agreed that I would convert to X number of shares or investment or whatever. I just have to understand there's going to be a tax hit to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that, 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 I, I, I like that. We, you, you reminded me of doing an episode on deferred compensation too, because this is similar. This is a similar type of tax situation as deferred comp plans. But that's a, another day, y'all. Uh, let right. everybody know how they can reach you if they want more information on advanced tax strategies from the smartest CPA uh, from Ohio and Texas. <laughs> I would say you can reach me at my website, rifemartincpa.com. You can also email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com. And uh, the Rife Martin Accounting Comedy Club will also be opening Sunday. So if you've got great jokes you want to share, I'll take those too. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) Have a great day. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk.
Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.